Like Simon and Garfunkel. <clears throat> oh yeah, sorry. Like I was Simon thinking of that. That's why. I okay. <laughs> You're thinking of Andrew Ridgely. Yeah. You don't even you forget about Andrew Ridgely and then all of a sudden, wham. Today on Alphabetical, I should have known better. If you're looking for a podcast where people talk about the Beatles catalog alphabetically from 12 to Y, you found it. Because this is Alphabetical. I'm Alex Robinson. I'm Al Adam. And I'm John. And I'm Pete the Retailer. And I'm still Alex Robinson. And today we're talking about the Beatles song, I Should Have Known Better. You really should have. From the 1964 album, A Hard Day's Night. Yes. And film. And the film, the titular film of the same name. A Hard Day's Night and film. And film. um, Which holds up. I watched it over the weekend. You mm-hmm. watched it with your children. I did watch it with my children. How did they enjoy it? They enjoyed it. Your children are your children are small, correct? They are they they just turned two. Oh wow, mm-hmm. they still enjoy um, it. So Each I, or together? Together. Okay. Yeah, they they were born One at the piece. same time. Wow, that's uh, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a phenomenon. Uh, same mother. What? Bum, same bum, banana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they 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 liked it. Uh, even though it was black and white, and it wasn't a Disney movie. Um, and, not yet, uh, anyway. Not yet. Eventually. Right. Um, oh, I guess that's the next conquest, right? Disney's got to buy the Beatles. Because they, yeah, they own Marvel crazy. and Star Wars and all the other stuff. They're going to buy the Beatles next. But um, it holds up. At least I liked it. You know, good stuff. And this song, this is, um, I think this is the, not the first song in the movie, but it's... Uh, it's pretty close. It's pretty, yeah. it's, it's in the beginning when they're in the train. Yeah, they're just like chilling out. And they, they, they play it in the... Uh, it's funny you see because they start playing it in um, like the, the the freight the cargo baggage, car baggage right. car um, and at first it's just them kind of like coming together and singing and then soon enough like all of a sudden instruments appear then they have a full set and <laughs> right. Ringo's got his drum set and everybody's right. uh, <laughs> well was, I mean if Ringo was going to have his drum set it would be in the in yeah, the luggage that makes sense yeah. yeah such a weird um, movie I love it hmm. yeah it is um, it is amazing to think about that the fact that. Th- that was considered like, like an appropriate amount. Like that, like the kids that went to see that, like had s- so much more patience, and I, I don't know, like just uh, an ability to look at this abstract, weird movie, um, hmm. and just think about that, like what would come out like today, you know? Right. Well, I think that's a missed opportunity today that you don't, you know, if you put out a Justin Bieber movie, like. Eight I million believe. kids are going to go see it, mm-hmm. so why not just have it be a couple of performances and then pepper it with like weird, right? Kind of surreal sketches and like stuff. Spice World. But it just, like it Spice just, World. Exactly. Yeah, it's just amazing that like you know like something doesn't have to happen every two seconds. And in right. fact, like the movie's kind of really slow. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. You know, like there's a ten minutes of them talking about Paul's grandpa and, and the train, and it's just you know. But then it's got all the surreal stuff in it but um them running alongside the train is still <laughs> can we have our ball shots. back mister <laughs> <laughs> oh i um, guess also that probably the reason why that doesn't happen is because it just takes effort and you have to convince some suit to be like hey how about we do a weird scene a dream sequence not that there's a you know how about we do weird like head or you know right right a monkey's head but clearly there's a lot more junky yeah you know musical movies than there are good ones so right I mean, you know, and the Beatles themselves are saying they didn't want to do one of those Elvis movies where it's just, you know, Elvis falling in love with some beach girl. And then every now and then they just play a song and it's no, right, you know, yeah. out of context or whatever. But, yep. 
Yeah, Although, more groups should do that. I never saw Clam Bake. Clam Bake's a good film. <laughs> well, next we should do the Elvis Presley movie oh, we podcast. And it happens at the World's Fair. It was one of, is one of my favorites. Mm. Right. right. But anyway, I should have known better. You should have. Yeah, you should have been criticize Elvis Presley on this <clears throat> podcast. Right. Uh, Lennon-McCartney number. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were in their Dylan phase, they were totally obsessed with Bob Dylan. Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess apparently it's one of the last songs that they use harmonica on. Yeah, maybe because they were being too over in the world. Yeah, yeah, it was banned after that. Wow, I guess because they were like they maybe they thought well Dylan kind of mm-hmm. they didn't want to sound too much like Bob Dylan. So Dylan like, let's use the flute next time. Well, Dylan used their harmonica like... and they were like, oh, we don't want to use that. That's kind of gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the one harmonica just passed around <laughs> right. to yeah. all the, the changed musicians. the world for John Popper. Stop bogarting <laughs> that harmonica. Um, John Popper got it late. Yeah. Right. It was... Well, he was just collecting all the harmonicas <laughs> as yeah. they went around. He has Sloppy them all in his now. Yeah, you put in that, that bandolier of <laughs> yeah. harmonica. Yeah, that hook brought them all back to him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Lennon, not especially a fan. Just what? a song. Doesn't mean a damn thing. Ah. Right. Mm. Well, that means nothing. I can't wait mm. to meet up with that guy <laughs> one day and just like... <laughs> we should have him on the show. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> Coming soon to the afterlife. <laughs> it's... um. I, yeah, speaking of Bob Dylan, I think it's it's I think John Lennon's attribution of those early songs is probably because at that point he kind of divided uh, like his songs from his like, re, you know, when he was doing his books, they were really clever and had a lot of, you know, and it wasn't until I guess Bob Dylan that he was like, huh, I can put those clever lyrics in songs. They don't just have to be right. boy meets girl. I love you, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of easy to see why he's like dismissive of those early ones because they were just like jobs, you know, for him. Yeah. It's kind of like churning out i mean doesn't mean you can't still you know appreciate you made a good thing you know oh yeah like, yeah and who knows maybe if he had lived he would have come around and been more or maybe know. he was just trying to be too cool like you know every time he was saying it in his head he's like right he's like man these songs are awesome but i gotta play cool i gotta play cool i'm mature now <laughs> right yoko will leave me <laughs> yeah yeah right um in addition to being one of the last uh, well, it's the last song the Beatles did with a harmonica intro. One of the last songs they did with a harmonica, but the last song they did with a harmonica intro and the first song to feature George's new 12-string Rickenbacker. Ah. Yeah. He had just bought it, apparently. And is that the first song? That's what I, uh, that's what I read. Okay. Or I think so I might I have, have read that on the show before. Yeah, there was another. I forget what but, uh, it was. Uh-huh. Close can, enough. We can just keep saying it. We'll just Nobody saying listens. It. Every yeah. song was the debut of his 12-string Rickenbacker. Right. Well, he used a different string each time, so there's 12 different Oh, there's 12 songs. So we get to do it yes. 10 more times then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So by the end, he was just playing a one-string guitar. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, it's funny because the early songs sound like he's playing a one-string right. guitar. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hi-yo. Um, including this one. I This guitar solo... <laughs> I don't like when guitar when groups just do a guitar solo that, that just mimics, mimics the vocal the, melody, the, vocal, the yeah. vocal line. Mm-hmm. Come on, put a little bit of a you know, put a little love. It sounds like know. a like an instrument you know, like mm-hmm. you'd be waiting in an elevator and you'd hear the you know the Muzak <laughs> version of it where they replace the vocals. So uh, sorry, George, not a fan, not a fan of this guitar solo. <laughs> you should have known better. Oh wow. This guy over here. <laughs> this guy. For those at home, I'm pointing in my left He's in a weird, me. sarcastic right. manner. People at home. Um, it was I, also the debut of double tracking. First time they double tracked huh. a song. You huh. know what I mean? That John yeah. Lennon is doing his own harmonies, or not really harmonies, but uh, singing along with himself. Yeah. Apparently, George Martin was like, once John Lennon discovered that, he never wanted to do a single, you know, famously hated his own singing voice. So he mm-hmm. never wanted to do a single track. Yeah. After this one. Interesting. 
Well, he was. Um, was that? Was this? Uh, I don't know. What uh, was this? The double track, um, recorded twice, or the uh, where he just would sing on one track and then they would double it up. You know, I'm not sure. Give it a little bit of a delay, then make it sound like because that, that was one of the things that once he found out they could do that, he just said, "Do it, do it all the time." Right. Like without with, not singing it two times, just singing it right. once. Singing it they, once, right. give it a little bit of a uh, flange or whatever. Yeah, thing. I think they just like they they bounced onto another track, right. um, and if, and if and it's just, stereo, put it left and right, and then give it a little bit of delay so it sounds it's like an automated no. uh, yeah double track, or just like as the tape's rolling, just touch it every once in a while. Where's your remix app? Oh yeah, to get that remix. Sorry. Um, I do love the. Um, I think I wrote uh, "Wobbly Desperation" in this song. Lyrically or musically? It's the title of my autobiography. Wobbly Desperation. Jim Henson character. Yeah. You know, there's a couple, like the harmonica itself is just kind of like, you know, it's like, it's wobbly and it's just, it sounds like, Sweet it's not blaring. <laughs> uh, and then when he, you know, when he, he's singing and he, and he says, uh, you know, when I tell you that I love you, oh, that like. <laughs> That's like you know, indigestion it's, it's like almost. A, it's, like, oh. it's like a, it's a feeling, you know, it comes through. And then even the, the falsetto. Uh, can't really hit those high notes and so that's even wobbly i like that all of it sounds a little bit unsure and it's it's good it sounds like he's actually love struck somewhat yeah i this song's got a warm feeling you know you're right yeah you're wobbly (laughs) yes wobbly desperation right um i I like the song it's got a warm feel you know mainly because the uh i think the acoustic uh backing it's got like that Mm. uh those two chords going back and forth but you know it's Gives it a nice, like, heavy, yeah. folky backbone. You know? Almost like a march. Yeah. Uh, but more like Almost. on a train. Yeah. In a freight car. Train march. Train march. Uh, um, this was featured in the Complete Beatles. I actually think of this more with the Complete Beatles than I do Hard Day's Night, strangely. Because mm. it's like, first, once the Complete Beatles died, it was a, that was a documentary for like 1982 for the kids listening at home. And it's the first song where... You know, Malcolm McDowell is narrating about sort of the Beatles. And I always think of that when I hear this song. So hmm. there you go for all you complete Beatles fans out there. <laughs> I pictured Roddy McDowell when you said that and I got yeah, excited. The monkey too. mask. <laughs> yeah. I pictured Annie McDowell. And I Beatle got, shall uh, not kill Beatles. Uh, <laughs> I got hot and bothered. So. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I always, also, I always uh, misunderstood uh, the song that. Uh, you know, on the surface, I just kind of thought it was, I should have known better. Like he was saying, I should have known better, kind of in a bad way. It's like, oh, I should have known better. This was right. a mistake, but it's not. It's like, oh, I should have known better. Of course, you know, I'm totally in love with you. Like, I, I, I thought it was going in a bad direction, but it's going in a good direction. It's also weird. It's going in one direction. Yeah. <laughs> they could do a movie and you could write whatever the hell you wanted in there. Everybody would still go see it. Yeah, I want to see One Direction, like, do a movie and have, like, Bob and David write it for them. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah. is it the same without Zane, though? Oh, he might come back for the movie. Good he could call. be lured back. Good call. Right. Like John Cleese. Or they could go, like, visit him. Like, you ever see, there's that Ramones documentary on uh, Netflix where it's, like, it's following the Ramones on tour, and, like, they meet up with Dee Dee in Germany for some reason. Dee Dee's just, like, hanging out, and he's like, hey, guys, what's going on? And, like, they go buy a watch. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, so getting back to the, the – you were mentioning about the title of it. It's, it's This is also one of those weird songs, and I like when groups do it, where it's not really the chorus. The title is not – does this song really have a chorus? 
Um, with a girl like you, boo boo boo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's singing. You know what I mean? It doesn't have like a. It's not like he says, "I should have known better." Like, like it, it repeats, but it's not like right. That line is not repeated over and over again the way. And also, it starts immediately with the title of the song, not right. uh, not like right. other songs. So, mm. you love me too. I like that it has that quirk to it. Yeah, it's an interesting song. Well, I really like this one. Yeah. Despite my, uh, it sounds like I've been grumbling a lot, but I actually really do <laughs> like this. You're hating on George. Well, the, the guitar yeah. solo, I admit, is, you know, uh, I used to think, well, it was just early days and stuff. But when you think like the Kinks were doing stuff at this time and Dave yeah. Davies was like ripping stuff up and like mm-hmm. George is a little, a little uh, kind of behind the curve in that regard. But then again, I don't want to turn this into a negative thing. I do really like this song. Yeah. How much do you like it? I give it four. Hmm. Four, four, four wobbly harmonicas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll match that. I'll go with a four too. And it, it's a good, uh, you know, from that Hard Day's Night era. This is, you know, a little bit above average for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm good with a four. Uh, I'll see your four. Raise you a half. Go four, four and, and a half. half. Um, yeah, I do. I do really like this song. It's also one you that I feel like is not as well known. And we talked mm-hmm. like. It's a known song, but it's not like a mm-hmm. single that you hear all the time. So the it, it should be known better. <laughs> no, I, I don't <laughs> think it should. How long were you hoping that that I was like going to come up? I right. like the fact that it's not known better. Yeah, so. okay. yeah. It's exactly known as much as it should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Whoa, I'm going to give it a four. Right. Four? Oh. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, all right, so that's an average of four in a little bit, right? Because four, 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 four and a half. Mm-hmm. Is that a Phil Collins song? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somehow. Uh, what about covers? Anybody have any good covers? Uh, None that I heard. Yeah, but I'm aware of the. Uh, the uh, I'm kind of interested in the Beach Boys. Oh, cover. did they cover? I haven't heard that. I mean, yeah, yeah that was. That. Was that part of the Beach Boys Party, or is that a different? Yeah, Beach uh, Boys Party. Yeah, it's that's basically um, like it's like an open jam. So it's kind of like uh, is it um, John Stamos on drums? Yes. No, no, it's right no. There. It's yeah. almost like what Get Back was supposed to be. Yeah, almost like, like get back of... or or um, all you need is love. You know where it's just like a bunch of people sitting around the room, sitting around the room, and and and, and they hit record, and the it's the Beach Boys doing some stuff with farm animals and stuff in there. Right, that's pet sounds. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I gotta have to have a listen because they also do tell me why on that on mm. that album. Um, that must have so, uh, that that must have in a way galled Brian Wilson that. <laughs> The Beach Boys covered a few Beatles songs, and the Beatles never covered a Beach Boys song. Oh, I guess they did a shout-out to them on right, Back to the USSR. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she and Him, oh, the group uh, with Zoe Deschanel. Is that how you say her last name? Yeah. And, so. um, crap. Forgot his name. No. His uh, name's not Crap. Him. Him. Uh, him. Him, not Crap. Yeah. Uh, I Ward? I... Something Ward? Yeah, something M-Ward? Ward. Crap M-Ward. M-Ward. There you go. M-Ward, M-Ward Shyamalan. M-Ward and Zoe Deschanel do it. <laughs> and uh, it's a really relaxed, it has a kind of slack guitar Hawaiian sound to it, mm. so it's real mellow and uh, nice. I enjoy it. You buy most of your music at Starbucks? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn. Wow. wow. He's giving you a... Uh, I, no, I can't even <laughs> get some salad for that burn. <laughs> I should have known better. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, here's something you won't find at Starbucks. I had uh, Chan Xiao Fang and the Silhouettes. It was a... Uh, Bless you. Yeah. It was a... Uh, um, I'm pretty sure they were Chinese. Uh, it could be, you know, hard to tell from the... You know, definitely... Sounds Puerto Rican to me. Well, 
uh, people. But mm. uh, it's kind of like Chinese garage rock. So they actually like uh, it's a raw female fronted version of this. If you can imagine, like it's a little bit kind of like you know lower fi and a little bit up tempo. And uh, um, they did a like an EP basically with four Beatles covers, like two on each side. Cool. And uh, this was on there. It's uh, it's pretty. Is lower fi lower than lo fi? Is it like the scale? It goes, yeah. Lower fi, low fi, 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 high fi, fi, higher fi. Bottom fi. Bottom fi. Yeah. Bottom fi. Ultimate fi. High fi, very high fi. Very high fi. Very high fi indeed. Super (laughs) high fi. And then... uh, Oh, dear. That's too much high fi. That's at the very top. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Talking Doug Benson levels of (laughs) fidelity there. Right. Mm. Uh, you like that kind of Shonen Knife? That kind of that's. It. I was like, I was like, what's the name of that band? Right. Shonen Knife. Right. It sounds like it's along that line. Yeah, except take it. So take a little Are you bit saying of saying that uh, all these bands sound alike to you. I'm so just saying it's a it's a genre. Wow. All right. <laughs> he said it. I'm me. You're looking at me like I said a racist thing. He's the one who said it. It's <laughs> a uh, style of songs. Okay. This is more kind of. Uh, this is more contemporary with the Beatles, though. This is like late 60s, maybe. They oh, did okay. It. So it's pre-Shonen Knife. It was pre-Shonen Knife. Oh, okay. So Shonen Knife is like this, except it's pro- Shonen Knife is Japanese knife. and later. And That's you know. not a Shonen Knife. <laughs> I'll show you a Shonen Knife. That's a Shonen Spoon. Hmm. <laughs> Spoon's a different group. All right. Um, all right. Well, is that it? Anybody have anything else? Uh, uh, no. This is going to be a rough uh, segue here. I can't... Uh, Go check out Hard Day's Night. <laughs> yeah, everybody watch Hard Day's Night with your kids or with John's kids. I'm sure. <laughs> They're available for lease or rent <clears throat> or for sale. Well, John, let me tell you, you know, if you <laughs> if you need somebody to watch Hard Day's Night with your kids again... Okay, what are you saying? I want to be your man. Oh, I'll do that for you. Excellent. I'll do that. All right. Everybody else, come back on Friday <laughs> and hear us uh, talk about I Want to Be Your Man by the Beatles. Um... In the meantime, check us out on Facebook, check us out on Twitter, Alpha Beatles on both of those, and we'll see you back here on Friday. You lose something? No, but now I'm jealous of your relationship with John. <clears throat> you started seeing it just as he was about to. Now this is like we're about to start <laughs> <laughs> today, Junior. <laughs>